good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Sunday Rise Week 13. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with the ever respectful, ever incomparable Midnight Rider. How you feeling this morning? <laughs> Bad week last week. Got to make up for it. Yeah, hey. I know I know I'm in trouble with HR and the FCC and a bunch of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all yeah. good, baby. Let's go. That that's why we 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 had to go on hiatus for a couple of shows this week and um had to get some things together, had to do some reshuffling. And uh, you know, we had to uh get our bearings back so we can get back to a state of uh in uh consistently consistency. So let's do that. Um, first and foremost, big headlines, maybe not NFL related, but it's football related. Uh Deion Sanders. He leave, he's leaving JSU, and he said this before the SWAC championship. He's leaving JSU to go to Colorado. Um, me personally, I have my own personal feelings uh, about it, but I'm going to give it to the Midnight Rider first. You start with this, and then I'll finish it up. Your thoughts on Deion Sanders leaving the HBCU ranks to go to a major program in Colorado Buffalo's football is a major program. Um, they produce some NFL stars and they yeah, are Colorado, major. Colorado hasn't produced anything in a minute. Um, I think I like the move for Dion just because of what he's done for Jackson state for the HBCUs and getting the teams on certain stations, getting them an eye. Um, actually upgrading the facilities at Jackson State to make it amenable. Uh, I think personally, and this might be the, just the Dion fan in me or the father in me, I think this move was made more so for Shadur than, than himself. And the reason I say that is because his son put up a season with over 3,000 yards passing, I think 30-plus touchdowns and maybe 10 interceptions, if that. And he got no talk about in the Heisman race. And I just think this move puts him on a bigger platform, allows his son to have an opportunity to shine in a bigger space. So I personally, I feel like this is him just trying to elevate himself, his son, and maybe some of the kids that came to the program. That's how I see it. And I might be wrong. And, I, and hey, that's why we do talk shows. It's for us to go back and forth and educate each other on how we feel. All you, baby. Mute. 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 Damn, the mute button one this morning. Mute button one, me none. One, two, three. Uh, and the boss BJ's in the text window, and he's a little under the weather right now. He's got his emoji with his mask on, and, you know, it's hard when you, you know, you do something since high school with your brother beside you and you know he gets sick now i know what he felt like when i was out so you keep getting better stay hydrated man and keep doing your thing and watch out for those uh those blue liquids man inside joke so uh dion leaves jsu okay here's my problem and this is why i say it's a problem because dion came down to the hbcu ranks and when it comes to um, college ranks. You know, you got Division One, 
Then you have division, what used to be one A or one double right. A, and then you got division two. So HBCUs kind of fall into that in between division one and division one double A, but sometimes when they play very well, they wind up becoming division one proper. You know, the Gramblings, the Southerns, the JSUs, um, the Morehouses, things like that. Here's my problem. I always had a problem, and this is long before Deion Sanders became coach of JSU. I've always had a problem with how HBCUs are treated. I remember one year under Eddie Robinson, Grambling went 12-0. and And I was like, why is Grambling not in the top 25? They are better than a lot of teams that are in the top 25. They're undefeated. They should at least, at the least, be top 20. Then they start saying, oh, they're going to win the, you know, they're going to compete for the Black College National Championship. What the hell is the Black College National Championship? And it let me know what kind of separation we have between HBCUs and I'm not going to say PWIs, predominantly white institutions, because that's not the case. But we it shows where HBCUs stand compared to everybody else. When Dion took over at JSU, he went in during the pandemic, had a shortened season. Did well. He did well last season. They win the SWAC championship this year. He's bringing attention. He got them on ESPN college game. They even came down and visited. I'm like, okay, we're turning the corner. Now we're starting to know what we've known our whole lives. There's a lot of talent down in, 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 in HBCUs. And I, I don't know what else to, to say, but bro, you paved the road. I thought she was going to keep paving that road and keep flooding them kids to those HBCUs because they weren't just choosing Jackson State. They were choosing other HBCUs in basketball, football, volleyball, soccer, everything. They were choosing HBCUs. They were choosing colleges that represented us. And I, him going to Colorado, I never thought he would take a major job like that. So that was a shock to me. And I just I thought he was going to be the one that changed the narrative and he did. He did. It's just, I just, I didn't, I didn't see him leaving. Not this soon. I, I thought he might leave. Um, only because he had a great chance of getting Florida State, and I think he would have gotten Florida State if the the administrator believed in in him being the leader, being a person that. It's not a me guy. Um, so I think that's what happened for him in that situation. And then I think he went to Jackson State and showed himself. And I even like the fact that he went to Co- – I like the fact that he went to Colorado because Colorado does, hasn't had a name since Bill McCartney back in the Eric B. Enemy, Charles Johnson days. So they've kind of fallen off the map. And if he can resurrect this, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think, one – I'm disappointed because he did leave the black school, but I'm also happy for him because if he can resurrect this, he makes a huge statement for black coaches and black coaches or black men that fall in that Jeff Saturday category where they're good sports minds, but they're not, they don't have the experience. And maybe he can break that glass ceiling where we get those opportunities that Jeff Saturday gets. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to talk about my coach, but, I got to talk about it in this situation here. And uh, hello to you, Javier, from, from Tijuana, Mexico. Glad you could join us. Um, keep watching. I know your English is not that good. 
but anything you say you don't know any english hey okay. hopefully we can translate it and 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 get you get you going let you know what's going on over here in the states man glad to have you here though good to see you um i'm gonna ask a question and then we're gonna move on okay Deion sanders two questions i mean two questions Deion sanders has success at colorado he has the type of success that makes you say damn he doesn't want to coach in the nfl he's already made that known now you you and i we're in the same boat we're both fighting irish fans do you bring him to south bend nah because coach s curl is doing his job i'm sorry Mar marcus freeman coach freeman's doing his job i think i think the best thing that's happened for notre dame this week is drew pond decided to leave um i think they're going to get a kid from the transfer portal i don't know who this quarterback is yet but i think they're going to take a, a um a fifth year guy to bring in and then he's going to be the bridge to the kid from 2024 um mincy and i think mincy's our quarterback for the next three years before he leaves for the nfl if the kid can play like i think he can okay second question now we, we talked about the upside Dion being successful and i said this last night in our group chat and i hate to say it and i hate to be the debbie downer but i have to if Dion does not have success at colorado he does not have success do you feel like myself that every piece of success he's had on the sidelines will be overshadowed by one failure Ooh, that's a that's a great great question. Because uh, I, I look at it from the standpoint of there's the Carl Doolings Dorlings of the world. There's the um, Kevin Sumlins. There's the black coach, the Charlie Strongs, the black coaches that step up to that upper echelon in the Power Five, and then they didn't get success, and they fall very far from grace. And then they have to do a reclamation project of themselves and of their being. So I, I, I think if he fails, he's going to have to fall back and he's going to have to go back to that HBCU grassroots. But I think this step, again, like I said before, I think this step is more about his sons and not about him. And I think if you pay attention to the transfer portal, I think both Sanders boys, I think Travis Hunter comes across in the, um, in the portal. And a couple of his D linemen are going to come over in the portal. And he's going to have about six or seven guys that transfer into Colorado to try to make an impact in Colorado and help his impact happen in a, in a, in a quicker manner than it normally would. He's going to be in a bowl next year. Okay. Uh, and the ball's BJ chimes in. If he's not successful, it's going to hurt what he did at Jackson State. And I agree. That That's that's where, that's my, my, my fear. One one slip up. Let's say he goes, you know, six and six. It's a bowl game. Yeah, it's a bowl game. It's a very lowly bowl game, but it's money for the school. Oh, well, maybe Dion wasn't as good as what we thought, and he wasn't this, and he wasn't that. You know how it is when anybody With Colorado, right? So you see, I think I think Dion bought himself some equity by going to Colorado as opposed to going to like a Florida State. Who's known success recently? Colorado hasn't known success in a long time, so I think what? he gets early nineties. Michael Westbrook, Cordell Stewart. Yes, so I think he gets a buffer in this situation. So that's why I think 
that's the better move for him than some of the other options he had. Wasn't Rashawn Salam on that team too? Nah, Shalom, Salam came later. After that okay. Yep. But and the boss BJ chimes in again. He says it's gonna prove the point. Yeah. So it's like you either one way or the other. Either he's gonna show, you know, he's got it right all along, or it's gonna fall into the, you know, well, he couldn't do it in the first place. It's gonna play, it's gonna play the narrative. And I don't want it to play the narrative because he doesn't deserve that. Right. And that's I think that's my fear about him going to, to Colorado. That's my fear. Is that if he's not successful, he's not John Thompson said it best. Black coaches are not given the chance to fail, they're not allowed to fail. You have to be either a success or you gotta go. You're not given the chance to fail. And what he just said, what he saying is um release. He said coaches in college in sports have two options. You either elevate or you get terminated. Yeah. I did see that. So so he's already on that John Thompson line. He already knows what's going to happen. He's either going to be elevated from his, in this next spot or he's going to be terminated in this next spot. And I think he's totally comfortable because I think Dion, being as pragmatic and confident as he always is, he knows what he can do. I know ball. I know I'm going to bring coaches in. I know I'm going to bring guys in that's going to want to make this work. You got to believe. I already believe. Right. Don't don't get what he what does he say? He says something about don't get um don't get upset about my confidence or something like that. It's something in that vein where basically he's saying don't allow my confidence to create your insecurity. That's it. That's it. And here's my thing. When it comes to black coaches, and I had I I had to go on the online rant with, back and forth with some people from the area when they were talking about. Well, Patrick Ewan needs to get fired at Georgetown. And I was like, well, can he have some sort of success? If he is trying to recruit players, nobody wants to come here. Then when he has good players, they get hurt or they walk or they get in trouble and then walk because they can't have their way. Like I said, black coaches are not allowed to fail. And it's become so much of a narrative that even people that look like us, and I'm talking about black folks. They believe it so heavy that if a coach, a black coach does not have success within the first year or two, he got to go. But you'll hold on to his counterpart for years because he just he's right on the cusp. He's right on the cusp. And we've seen it time and time again where black coaches let go. And then the white counterpart comes in and wins and they say, oh, well, let's give him the credit for that. I don't want to see that happen to Dion. Just my thing. I don't think it will. I'm not I'm not worried about this one. Okay. Now we getting into Before this. Get into the nitty-gritty of football, we gotta at least give Team USA some flowers for making it to the knockout round. Even though they lost three to one yesterday yesterday. But the fact that I didn't think they were gonna survive or get themselves in position to get into the knockout round. Um, says a lot, and this team is very young. I think it's one of the youngest teams in the World Cup. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to Team USA. Um, they've got some guys, Claudio Reyna, um, Christian Pulisic, that you're going to hear these names for the next four, eight years while these guys will make a run and actually try to do something, do more damage in the World Cup than they've ever done before. 
hey, they 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 put on an exciting show. Like I've seen people watching soccer that I've never knew was in the soccer because of how this team played. And that's all it's that's all it takes. It didn't hurt that DraftKings and FanDuel went live in Maryland and a whole bunch of junk jokers had some free bets. So they, had, they were betting on a little bit of everything, baby. That's good. That's good. First game on the slate, 32 degrees at Soldier Field. Aaron Rodgers comes in to face the team that he owns, the Chicago Bears. Uh, what's my line on this? My line is Packers, four and a half, favorite. Uh, over-under is 45 and a half. Um, they, they got a lot. On this game, man, I, I know Aaron's hurt. He's beat up. I think this is just like a do moment. I think the Bears, because I'm taking the Bears. I think I took the Bears in our picks even also. Um, I don't know who's in first place in picks. Maybe somebody can look it up. But I don't want to, um, you know, just say who might be in first place in picks. But, um, yeah, I think the Bears, I'm, I'm taking the plus four and a half, and I'm taking the under on this 45 and a half, only because I just think um, – these teams aren't going to score a lot, and I think Rodgers being hurt, uh, and unless they can get a big day out of AJ Dillon and um, what's my man? They're run, other running back whose name? Uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Um, unless both of those guys go four hundred yards, I just don't see um, the Packers winning this ball game. I think the Bears will do enough as long as Justin Fields is healthy, and that's going to be the key. Is Justin Fields health? And he'll carry this team to a victory. And the boss BJ, he jumped back with the uh, U.S. men's national team. The players from the Netherlands that tweeted after they won, dot, dot, dot. Keep that same energy, I'm just saying. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think um, with this Packers-Bears game, I think I picked the Packers in this one. Even though Aaron Rodgers is hurt, makes no difference to me. Because... Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And he he plays very, very well against the 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 uh the Bears. Um, let me pull up my standings here. Because what is he we, like we, nine and oh in, in with the um against the Bears or ten and oh or something crazy? Something crazy. Yeah. What standings you pulling up? I'm pulling up the uh the uh league standings. Now see the Packers are four and eight. Okay. The Bears themselves are three and nine. Here's the thing. One game separates them, and if they say the Packers are mathematically eliminated, anything mm-hmm. can happen right now because you got the the NFC South, which we'll get to later, is in shambles. And you know, it seems once again the NFC East is the strong division right now because everybody's winning. So but that's also a scheduling quirk too, though. Oh God! Just let me no, have no, no, my no, no, moment. No, no. I, I gotta say it this way because I'm a schedule guy, right? So they got the AMC South as the one division they're playing, and the NFC North as the other division they're playing. So outside of Tennessee and who's leading the North right now? The the AFC North, NFC North. The NFC North is uh led by. Hold on, I just had it up. Hold on, let me pull it up. That is led by the Vikings at nine and two. They got a so five game lead. So, so the Vikings and the Titans lead their division, and everybody else in the rest of that division is under five hundred. 
So yes. the NFC East has done its best to take advantage of the ball games and the teams that they that the league put in front of them. And yes, this is a strong division. I'm not going to deny it, but it helps us when the schedule puts a little cupcakes in your way and you're harvesting nuts. You're a squirrel harvesting nuts. That's all I'm saying. We'll get into the NFC East in a minute. But <laughs> this, this 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 particular game, um, I'm gonna go with the Packers. I just the Packers have been playing decent ball as of late. They just can't get no wins. And it's not the defense letting them down. It's just like Rodgers, when he's hurt, he doesn't take those risks sometimes because he's he's unsure. And I understand that. But this is where you got to rely heavy on that run game. And I agree with you. You got to get 100 yards out of your running backs today. So give me the Packers. They'll cover the four and a half, but give me the under on that. So next next game up, Titans versus Eagles. Um, the – what's the line on this? Four and a half. And the over-under is 44. Tonight. And the over-under is 44. Jesus. You go ahead and take this one Let me let me while I look this up. Sorry, bro. I had an issue when I was typing this, so I wanted to make sure I got – I didn't mislead you on this. Um, so, Eagles minus four and a half versus the Titans, over under 44 and a half. This is a big game. Um, this is the A.J. Brown redemption tour. Uh, he gets to get a, little, get, the, get a little get back because the Titans didn't want to pay him. And the kid they picked to take his place, um, Traylon Burks, out of Arkansas, just hasn't played well enough or been healthy enough to make an impact. But of course they have King Henry. So I think the key to the, today's ball game is Jordan Davis is back. So, so I don't think Chris Henry will run as prolifically as he normally Travis does. Henry. I mean, no, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Travis, I'm sorry. Travis, mm, Travis Henry is. Travis uh, look, Henry. He, that was, trust me, there's a long story and the AP trade that people will always talk about. I know Travis Henry is. You, you, you said Chris Henry, and rest in peace. Oh, my bad. I was a fan of his. And then I said Travis Henry, and we both and met Derrick Henry. Henry. Yeah, we, yeah. we got it right. It, it took a little. Uh, my my apologies on that. But, yeah, so Derrick Henry, King, King Henry, Um, I don't think he's going to get his 100 yards today. So I think I'm taking the Eagles with the minus four and a half. But I, I think this will go over. Over only because this will be like a 27 24 type of ball game. <laughs> the boss BJ got a lot, so to it's say. not a KG. Oh, my goodness! Yeah, here's my thing the Titans are seven and four, and I'm looking at the standings here. They don't like they don't shock me as a seven and four team, it's like they're just mediocre, running the mill, and to, they're the best of the worst, but to steal a line from. The boss BJ. Imagine if they had a better quarterback than Tannehill. Would they be better than seven and four? Tannehill's a great game manager. But imagine if they let Malik Willis run and let him do his thing and they actually nurtured him and let him go. Would they be better than the seven and fourteen? No. Because Malik Willis right now isn't able to be a um a bona fide quarterback. And it showed you in the two games he played, I think he had less than 15 pass attempts. I think he had less than 100 yards passing in both games. So I think there's a there's a curve that I think um, what you've been asking for, I think Tennessee is doing. Tennessee is nurturing him in the process. Now, That's after good. year That's two, good. 
And he does if he's not playing after year two, then that becomes an issue. But I think these first two years are just an acclimation project for him to get acclimated with the league and kind of understand what things are. And I want to see the growth for him between this year going into next year. My my thing with Tannehill is what he said when they asked him was he gonna, you know, help groom Malik Willis, and he just had a nonchalant answer. It was just a it was a it's a bitch move. Let's just say that. Let's call it what it is. And I didn't like it. So that's where I had. And and it was a bitch move by Brett Favre. And I I used to love Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers said it. And it was a bitch move by Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I just want to make sure we... No, it's a bitch move. Here's my thing. You may be coming and we may be competing at the same position. But here's the thing. If I go down... Right. You got it. you don't know, I got to make sure you're ready. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm, going to hold on. But see, the competition, you know, iron sharpens iron. Steel sharpens steel. So if I make if I'm sharp and I'm sharpening you, you're gonna be sharp. So when you come in, it's like nothing. I'm I'm telling you straight up. Look, this is what you need to look for. I'm standing there right over your shoulder, looking at you. I'm in film study. Are you paying attention? Come on, we getting up at five a.m. We got to go do film study. Let's go. But that's just me. I, that but that's been me my whole entire life because I was mentored like that. So all I know is to mentor the next generation like that. You know, you. you that's just me. That's me. So, but uh this game, I'm taking the Eagles, um, plus the four and a half. Not really gonna be an exciting game, but it's gonna be a game. It, it'll be a game. So eh. now coming to the piece of resistance, and I put it in the middle for a reason. Here we the go. Washington commanders take on the hot giants now we do this every week every week the haters can't stand us left hand up who are we the commanders 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 shout out to the dj oh goody woody and his uh huh he's getting some love right now yeah i know channel channel nine I don't know if you saw the segment with um, Leno and Hayes. Mm-hmm. And then Hayes, whenever he hops on with um, Grant and Danny, he always he ends and, and walks out on left hand up. Um, and I heard a rumor, and you might know this better than I will, uh, that they might be performing that the next two weeks at the next stadium. Next two games at the stadium, yep. So, yeah, your man, your man found his, his 15 minutes, baby. Now, this is longer than 15 minutes because the fan base, somebody in the fan base, one person was like, well, why don't we all just every week we just have a different song from a different fan so we can just find out what we and dude was like, shut the hell up. (laughs) We want we want the commander song. And now they're playing it at the stadium. And I'm like, okay, for everything that this team has done wrong, this is the one thing you've done right. You've listened to the fans. And this is a fan. This is a true fan that basically came out. And said, hey, I got this song. And the thing is, he dropped this song before the season started. Everybody thought he dropped it after week one. He dropped this song before the season started. We talked about it here. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I rock with this. I, because I sat there and I listened to this hail to the commanders. I was like, oh, God, it's cringeworthy. 
Like, I can't get with it. And the reason I, I was telling the boss BJ this, I'm sorry I'm going off on this. But no, I was telling ahead. him, I was telling him this. He said the reason why I play Madden 20, because when I score, I get to hear hell to the Redskins after I score. And I get to hear the whole entire stadium sing it. That's the only way that I can get to it. I said, now on Madden 24, the commander song better be playing in the stadium when I score. I'll buy I'll buy Madden 24 just for that. Just to hear that when I score. Make it a celebration. Make it a celebration on Madden. EA Sports, if you listen, you know what to do. Damn it. They listened to me when it when it came down to uh, 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 the new Madden 23 cover. After John Madden passed, I was like, you got to put Madden on the cover alone. And they did it. They did it. So, But in this game, this game, this game, uh, uh, Commanders are two and a half point favorites. Uh, 44 and a half is the over-under. No, no, no. The, the over-under is 40.5. I'm sorry. Oh, 40.5. Yeah, my bad on that. Okay. Okay, I see. I see where you corrected it. 40.5. And the boss, BJ, chimed in. Hold on, let me get to it. <laughs> EA Sports don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> it is, baby. Yeah, that's it. And if you pay more money, they will. Yeah. Look, I try to catch a sale on Madden. I don't try to get in full price for nothing. But uh, this so, uh, so you know right now it's like what twenty nine ninety nine. It was thirty nine. It's twenty nine um, with the um, Black Friday post sale or whatever they got going on. Mm. Maybe maybe you getting the Legends um, edition. That's why yours is thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, well that's all I wanted anyway. I just wanted to post it, and I, I was telling the boss BJ. I said I just wanted to cover with John Madden on it, but I wasn't. I didn't plan on opening. I said that last year. I said I'll buy Madden and it just won't open it. See, and that's funny you say that because. I, only reason I'm buying Madden is I want to I want to play around with the with the Commanders New Jerseys. Um, that's just because I'm a Jersey um, person. So yeah, that's the only reason I will get mad. So let's get to the game. Commanders, <laughs> Commanders, Giants. Uh, Com- Commanders coming in off of. You, can you do it again? Because I feel like we 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 had too much time in between. Oh, hold on! All right, shoot, you ain't say nothing but a word. Hold on. I so, do this at work. I mess around with my coworker because just be like left hand up. <laughs> you know, when we talk about the commanders, you know what we got to do. Left there hand go. up. There we Who go. We? Commanders. commanders. All right. There we go. So um, I think my wife's not was, too happy with me. <laughs> this, is, this is big t- today. This is a situation where this team can be three games above 500 if they win. For the first time in God knows when. And the scary thing about this is this is both teams. I almost, you know what? I, I, I'm I'm wrong. Because what I should have had you do was give me the Spider-Man. You know what I'm talking about. The Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Because that's what this kind of ball game is. These are two teams that want to run the football. Um, our pass receivers are better than theirs. But but that's the only difference in this ball game. There we go. Because that's what this is. Both teams want to run the ball. We want to pound the ball. Our defense want to be physical. Um, I don't know if Kyron Thibodeau is going to be healthy um, today. I know he left last week's game with an injury, so he's going to be an impact player. They got um, Williams and the kid from Clemson. I think it's Watkins is the one they have um, in the middle. So running the ball today with B. Rob is going to be a tough, a tough um, assignment. 
But the kicker and the key, and I don't know if people have been listening to me the last couple of weeks, but Robinson started to run like the old Brian Robinson because he's finally healed up off of those injuries. Logan Thomas is starting to look like Logan Thomas after all his inj- after his injuries. Now, if they can get Jahan Dotson, maybe every now and then he returns a kick or two. Maybe he gets a couple gets more involved in the pass game. This team has the ability and opportunity to to capitalize on what they're doing right now. And I'm taking the Commanders with the minus two and a half, and I'm taking the over because this is this is a KG special, baby. Twenty four twenty. It's dialed up, baby. Dial it up. And you know, you can't dial up a KG special any kind of way. You got to hit the buttons on the phone to dial up this KG special, baby. That's what it is. KG special in the house. Washington, minus two and a half. Got it. Pew, pew. And over the 40 and a half, baby. I'll take that. Um, I got Washington winning this game for the simple fact that they won three in a row. They play well on the road. They're four and two. And I, I just got it. I see it as a little bit of revenge because for since Daniel Jones has been in the league, he's owned Washington. I think Washington has beat the Giants once, one time. That's and that it. was last year. At home. At home. Primetime game. One time. Mm-hmm. And I always think about it 2020. Imagine if they would have beat. The Giants, those two games that they should have won, which they were up, they were playing well. That would have been a nine and seven team instead of seven and, ten, and seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Those two wins, and I think that was the actual ten and sixteen because they lost a couple close games. But this is the type of football that I want to see from Washington. And right now, the Giants are on a two-game losing streak. They're reeling. Um, could they be coming back to earth? Maybe, but this is the kind of Washington team I want to see where. You don't have to be five and seven, and all of a sudden you go on a run and make it to well ten and seven. Now, I want to see you at seven and five and say, "All right, we done won three. Let's go on this run and see how far we can get." Because we 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 not gonna be the sacrificial lamb going into the playoffs and playing the top seed and and, and getting knocked down. We're gonna go in as one of the top seeds, and the the, the atmosphere is different. The Play of the players is different. Now, I didn't want to face the Giants early in the season because they were just – Brian Dable got them boys going. He, he he got them going. They did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. They won the they, games they were supposed to win. Yeah. So so if you take the Detroit, you take the Tennessee game, uh, what's the other one we lost that we should have won? There's three ball games, eight, even Minnesota. There's three ball games right there that's the difference in this team's season. Even if they go two and one, I don't, I don't need them to win all three. But two and one or one and two, you're talking about a, either eight win balls club or nine win ball club at this point. So that's the difference, and that's what we that's what I've been saying all along. And, and I didn't want to discredit the East, but if you take advantage of the people that's put in front of you, you're putting yourself in a place where you have a whole division that should make the playoffs. And that right there, I would love that. And I, I seen somebody say, "Well, I hope Washington does make the playoffs. That's an easy win for somebody." Nah. Mm-hmm. Not with the way this defense is playing. Uh, uh, Uncle BJ got mm, the boss BJ. His boy, Deron Payne, is balling out, and they talking about paying him his money. Um, you know, I know a certain host, co-host on the show that was defending Deron Payne, but I ain't going to say no names. John Allen leading that team. Montez yes. Sweat. Every time I see Montez Sweat, 
I just look at him and I say, you a goddamn monster, boy. You know that? You a damn monster. Like, he's back. He he may not get the glory sacks all the time, but he's back in that backfield. He's pushing somebody forward, pushing somebody out the way to get a sack, to cause disruption. He mm -hmm. does the intangibles. I love Montez Sweat. Well, we do. A, they do a lot of T and E stunts, and 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 they're very physical on their T and E stunts. So, yeah, a lot of teams ain't gonna want to play them later on in the year. <laughs> and and the balls, BJ. Here you go. Here you go. Pam and M and M's. It's all right, man. You, every now and then, you just gotta admit you wrong about a player, man. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I got some good news last night. Wes Schweitzer is off the IR. I can't wait to get he gets back because he led the league last year's last year in uh run block pancakes. And I told him last year, if I ran behind you at 40, I know I could pick up a hundred yards a game. And go ahead and give me 1700 yards because I'm getting a hundred yards a game. You pulling in front of me, I'm gone. All you got to do is clear a hole. I get to the second level, I'm running somebody over. I'm going to get at least 15 yards if I if I got you pulling. So when he, he said that, I had to tell him, dude, let's go. We need you back. The run game is going to be stronger with you back. So does he start, and this is a question, does he start at right guard now? Because I know Trey Turner is out or isn't feeling well. Mm -hmm. Or are you putting Cosme at right guard? Mm. Good question. I think guard is going to be ultimately Cosme's better spot, but I don't think this is the year. Like sure. at, 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 um At guard. I was going to actually say like Jacoby, because I think if you put him on the right side, I don't know how long the Norwell deal is, but you put him on the right side with his athleticism and let him and Leno um, out athlete and out physical some people, that, that screen game becomes 10 times better. I can dig that. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And then I think you draft the center, but that's 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 me getting ahead of myself. What's wrong with Ruye? You don't like Ruye? No, I like Ruye, but Ruye says hurt. He's been hurt each of the last two years. That's true. So you gotta get you gotta get somebody there. I mean, I don't mind Larson, but I just think you gotta have a, the next guy ready to go. And if the next guy can be healthy for all all seventeen, I'd rather have him than than taking a step back with a Larson or something like that. If I can get Pro Bowl caliber play or potential Pro Bowl caliber play, we good. 94 wait, ball. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Can, we, can we stop the show and, like, fr frame this? <laughs> like, take I a screenshot. Yeah, well, I take that on a picture, man. Yeah, hold on. I'm getting ready, too. I got yeah, to get up there. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to back out of it. We need oh, this man. There you go. There you go. Oh, Hold on. Screen chat. I got it. I got oh, it. Boom. Oh, man. 94 been balling. He, did he admit it? Wow. I, don't, uh, I hope you're feeling okay. That's probably why he's sick. Because mm. he had to say that. You know what I'm saying? He had to come to that confession. But uh, I'm going to take the commanders in this one. Um, I think they'll score 28. I'm going to say 28, 20. Win and they'll they'll take it running away. You know it'll be a couple garbage touchdowns later. Okay, <laughs> I could have been talking about ninety four in hockey, but ninety the World Cup anywhere. There's no ninety four in any World <laughs> Cup team because they don't use numbers over like twenty. What is he doing? 
Oh my god. All right, so Ravens Broncos is that Ravens Broncos? And I picked this game because the Ravens, the Ravens have not been the Ravens of late. Um, they're leading. I can stop you on that. They have. They have not. No, they have. Okay. All right. So here we go. I'm I'm glad you even went this because I didn't think I was going to pull this rabbit out of the hat. But if you look at the last two years, the Ravens. I don't know if there's a stat on this, and we might need to get somebody with some um, analytics involved. But the last two years, the Ravens have lost a lot of games where they've had a a 10-point lead going into the second half, and they've allowed the other team to come back. And they've done this both times down the stretch, and they're in the process of doing it again. If you look at the Ravens' losses this season, they've been up by about 10 points on each team. I know they were up on the Dolphins. And there's two other games that they show in, the, in that, that picture. Um, I don't have the picture available, but uh, so I, I just think this is who the Ravens are right now. And part of the problem is because the Ravens don't have a dynamic running back. If they had a running back that could get the yards they need and his name is not Lamar Jackson, the Ravens would be fine. So with that being said and with the defense that the Broncos bring to the table, I've been contying. I'm going to let Russ microwave. So the Broncos are going to cover just because the Ravens can't score enough, but it's going to be under the 40 and a half. This is going to be like, this is an old fashioned slobber knocker. This is going to be 13, 10. This is going to be like 17, 10. Um, There's going to be a bunch of bodies. Get the body bags ready. Um, Get the Epsom salt, get the the Vicks vapor rub, whatever you need to, to heal Get the hot, the, the 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 chambers with the the cooling, all that gotta be on point. Cause after this ball game, you want to put the women and children to sleep and go look for dinner. I love it. I love it. And I was just watching that day going, uh, that, that clip of the program uh, last night. Uh, the Ravens are nine and a half point favorites, as the midnight rider mentioned. Forty and a half is the over under. Um, the games you were talking about, the Dolphins game, which they lost 42-38. There we go. The, the Bills game, which they lost 23 to 20. Um, the Giants game, they lost 24 to 20. And then last week's game against the Jaguars, which they lost 28-27. So that's three losses out of the four that they have lost, and they should have won. They yep. should be sitting at, at 10 and 1 right now. Easy. Mm-hmm. Now, now, on the flip side, Delante's Broncos, you know, Bronco Country, let's ride. I don't want to go on that ride. I don't. But well, the good thing is they finally got rid of Mel- Melvin Gordon. Captain Fumble. But yes, he has, that, he has the picture with him in the Ford Bronco leaving Broncos country. I found it funny. I thought it was a little funny. Where does that leave you? Um, it leads him to unemployment line. No, he got signed again. He he signed to somebody's practice squad. Oh, okay. Hold on. He, you know I think I think he's fumbled. He might lead the league in fumbles inside the, the um inside the five yard line. Because he's got had at least three. I don't know if he's lost all three, but I know he's fumbled in at least three to four situations at the goal line. He signed with Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. That damn so, be reading. I'm taking uh I'm taking the Ravens in this one again. So 
you going with that minus nine? That's a big number for for the Ravens. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll cover. I just think they'll win. So okay. And I, I forgot something before we. Well, you, you you picking the Broncos in this one, correct? I'm picking the Broncos to cover. So it's the Broncos plus nine and a half. Okay, so I'm taking. Pick. I, I okay. I'm, I'm I'm going. This is the this is the Vegas version of the show. <laughs> if I'm taking the pick, the pick is the Ravens to win, but the Broncos will cover. Okay. Now I forgot this in the last segment, so I, I do have to pull this out. Okay. Because I forgot it. I had to pull that out. It's Christmas. My mama gave me that. What? Oh, boy. How long ago did she give me this? My mother gave me this years ago. Hey, didn't your mama get you a T-shirt, too? We're not even going to go there. I'm just saying. Your mom gives great gifts. We're going on 30 years, man. I'm still still not even over it. She got you a Redskins thing, and then she went south. And right after 1993, she got you a, a North Carolina shirt. God bless mama. What's, what's what's your last name? What's her last name? Mama Carol. Mama Carol. C A double R O L L, baby. We are Carol. Yeah. I, I hear you, brother. I hear you. And, <laughs> and my wife's sitting over here laughing. Here's the crazy <laughs> part about it. I told her about that. And I was in North Carolina a couple weeks ago. And I said, you know what? I called her on the phone. I said, you know what? You know I love you, right? She said, Yeah, why? What's wrong? I said, I should really, really fuck with you. And bring you a Duke t-shirt. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm doing something right. She's talking about, oh, you know, I like Duke. I wear that. Wait, what? She's like, you know, I like Duke. As long as they're not playing Merlin, I like Duke. I can't get her back. I can't get her back. So I told her, I was like, if the Cowboys ever win a, win a championship, I'm going to buy you a Cowboys championship shirt. That's Uh-oh. what she got irate. Uh-oh. That's Uh-oh. what she got irate. BJ. BJ, you know, he, buy, he buying a cowboy shirt. What? Well, hey, it's for moms. It ain't for me. BJ, he he buying a cowboy. Shirt. I bought a wife one too. Mm-mm. What? So it's okay for her to buy me a North Carolina t-shirt after I laid my eleven-year-old ass in the middle of the floor and cried. Yeah. I, I'm talking boo-hoo crying. I was curled up in a ball that we lost that game. I was a fat five fan. That influenced my life. Um, iron sharpens iron. Mm-mm. Moving on to the last game. Oh, my Lord. You can't make diamonds without pressure, baby. Oh, the se- oh here we go. The simple fact that, you buy- that you're buying it. Jeez. Come on. God. Moving right along. Last game of the Saints versus Bucks. I'm not even going there with y'all this morning, man. This afternoon. This game right here. This is when I said we were talking about divisions. The NFC South is in shambles. Your top team is five and six, and that's the Bucks. Your bottom team is four and eight, and that's the Saints. The Saints get this win. That put them at five and eight. Put the Bucks at five and seven. I think that catapults them in the second place. Who's in first? Atlanta, right? No, the Bucks are in first at five and six. I've never seen maybe we may be seeing the end of Tom Brady. I don't want, I, I hate, and I would never would have thought I would have said this five, 10 years ago. 
but I hate to say we're we're, we're going to we're seeing the end of Tom Brady. This is kind of sort of this is a team that needs a run game. Yes, Leonard Fournette needs help. It's it's it's, it's across. The, there's two things that Tampa Bay has to do. If let's say hypothetically now that Tom has gotten rid of um, the anchor in the name of Giselle Bunchen and has freed himself to be um, a football player again. He's going to walk into next year, and Tampa Bay has to bring in a young running back that, that can get them yards. And then the other thing they're going to need to do is get him a pacifier, by, get them a tight end. And I don't know where Tampa Bay picks if the season ends, but Michael Mayer, University of Notre Dame tight end, is a guy that I've earmarked for them in terms of playing tight end position. Um, or I think the kid out of Texas, BJ, B. John Robinson, is another person. They need something elite in the running back or tight end category to get Tom Brady back to who he used to be. Uh, they don't have enough with Cameron Brayton company. And bringing it full circle back to this game, I think Michael Thomas is still out with a toe, ankle, foot. Um, He's done for the season. He's heel, arch. Yeah. Lopian tube, I don't know, whatever it is. He he hurt um again. Uh I know they're doing the Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton two-step. And I don't see this team being able to score more than 40. I mean, these two teams combined scoring over 40 points. I think this is another one of those um Neanderthal games. I'm gonna give Doc some love here. You know, we they're gonna have this is gonna be a Neanderthal moment, and we're gonna need somebody to be a hero. To win this ball game and pull this out for for the Bucks, so I'm gonna take the Bucks with the three and a half, and I'm gonna take the under. And, and I think at the end of the day, when Mariah Carey comes on and sings, "I Need a Hero," it's gonna be Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's gonna be the hero that comes along and takes her home. Now I'm gonna have that stuck in my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> here's here's my thing, and I'm oh. sitting here and I'm. Real quick, Chase Young is inactive, and that's actually a good thing. Yeah, because I don't want him playing on that turf. Yep. Don't want him playing on that turf. Um, Here's the thing. Looking at Tom Brady, and this kind of sort of being a twilight of his career. Now, I wasn't alive for it, but, I, of course, I know about it. I know all about it because I, I was taught the greats before I was taught anything. I was taught about – the Johnny Unitas's, the the Joe Namus, Johnny Unitas playing with San Diego in uh seventy three, and him not being the Johnny U that we knew, the MVP, the world champion, and I say we as as in football fans, you know, in my opinion, Johnny Unitas is the greatest quarterback of all time because he revolutionized how the game is supposed to be played. Joe Namath is the greatest passer of all time, in my opinion, because of what he was able to do just by slinging a rock. Those two quarterbacks at the end of their careers, they went to teams outside of their norm. You know, they Namath went to the Rams after leaving the Jets. He was waived by the Jets, went to sign with the Rams. Unitas was traded from the Colts, the Baltimore Colts, to the uh, San Diego Chargers. And it's like they couldn't 
recreate the magic that they had. And it's like, you always have to wonder, does that tarnish their legacy? And, and that's the question that I'm, I'm, I'm hitting at. Does this season tarnish Tom Brady's legacy? No. How can, you can't tarnish a six-time Super Bowl champion um, and his legacy. Uh, right now, he could throw the ball on the ground on every pass that he attempts, and uh, I think he's still be better than the, the next best guy. But here's the thing: so I don't, I don't see, I don't see it tarnishing a legacy. I think it's just being part of. Now we know, now we know we're at the end of the story. It's kind of the the um, the closing argument or the. Um, putting the, the icing on the cake um, in terms of who he is and what he is. Joe Montana and, and, and uh, Kansas city Kansas city, 93 and 94. Everybody say, Oh, well that tarnished Joe's career. No. Nice. Do you realize this dude was on the cusp of the super bowl in Kansas city, him and Marcus right. Allen. And right. if it wasn't for that powerful, powerful Buffalo team, God, they would have went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They would have went, went to the Super Bowl. Where did they finish that that year? Uh, damn, hold on. Where we at? In the AFC West. They were 9-7 and seven that year in 94. Yep. 93, they were in the NFC, the AFC Championship game. They, they, were, they were there. They were there. Because they lost to Miami in the first round in 94. But they couldn't beat Buffalo. If they would have beat Buffalo, I don't think Dallas would have beaten Kansas City in 93. If everything happened in that game and that was Kansas City playing, they wouldn't have beat Kansas City in 93. Joe Montana would have had title number five. And he would have walked off and saved and I'm good. Yeah. But that's what I see when it comes to Brady and any quarterback. Once they get to the point where, you know, it's kind of sort of towards the end and we're in the twilight, and they go somewhere else and try to revitalize, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think we can. But, but who, I'm still going to take I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but who outside of Brady has gone somewhere else? I only person I can think of is Plunkett, and Plunkett didn't have a great career before he got to Oakland or Los Angeles or whatever the Raiders were at that time. Well, um, both. They were Oakland what, first, and he won one in Oakland and one in Los Angeles. So, so outside of him and Brady, who's the other quarterback that changed teams? Oh, and Stafford, and won a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, Peyton Manning. He won. He's the, yeah, Peyton Manning's the only quarterback. There he, is. there he is. Yeah, he's the only quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Well, him and Tom Brady are the only quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl with two different franchises. Okay. Because nobody go. had ever done it. You know, you had Craig Morton almost did it. Because he, he won one with the Cowboys and, and uh he lost with the Broncos. Won, right, lost it with the Broncos. Um Peyton did it. He he lost one with the Broncos, but he won one with Indianapolis, then he won one with the Broncos. He was the first one to do it. Okay. But even even Peyton with the Broncos, he wasn't the Peyton that we knew. He was not healthy. Right. He couldn't throw that pretty ball deep no more. And that's what I that's what I see with Tom Brady. I, Tom Brady, it's like he's missing something. And something that Delonte always says, Father Time is undefeated. He is. And also with Tom, Tom's missing two things. Tom has always had him a James White kind of guy 
that he can throw the ball to out of the backfield, and he doesn't have that now. And then he's missing Gronk. That's true. That is true. Um, but I'm taking the Bucks in this one. It's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be anything. Uh <laughs> 10-9 Bucks. There it is. Ugly. I think I, I picked that last time they played was 10-9. It was low scoring affair. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Deshaun Watson has been activated. Uh he's coming along in his um in his recovery. Um, he's going through therapy and everything. And word on the street is some of his accusers are actually going to be at the game today, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's today. I think they play yeah, today. You're right. He plays today. So yeah. Uh yep, this women. Um, they're gonna be in the suite. Um the Swedes is hosted by the lawyer, what's his name, Busby or something like that. Yeah. So uh only reason I want to bring this up because it's 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 a topic. It's content. I think uh, I don't know if you were watching ESPN this morning, but um Sam Samantha Ponder had her moment. Uh and I say her moment because I I, I don't want to officially try to get into talking about her and some of the things that she does, some of her antics. Uh, so I'm gonna leave that alone. Deshaun coming back is interesting because Brissett has played some decent football, and I don't know what a guy can do coming off of almost a two year layoff and starting to play a game. I mean, his arm talent is is phenomenal. His um, escapability is is top notch, but this cloud that is the case of these women just kind of hover over. And he did a, I, I listened to his um, press conference the other day. He did a very good job of separating church and state and, and kind of keeping everything to the, to the field, uh, keeping everything limited to just comments and conversations about football. So I give him credit for that, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, I feel like if I enjoy it, I, I'm a, I feel a little dirty at times. And then also if you don't, if you deny him the opportunity, I feel like we're just not being true to what like second chance and what justice really is. So I don't know how to feel about this. What do you think, man? I'm with you. Like it's okay. From the get go. I never liked where it went. You, you Okay. You started out with 10, 15, 20. We got all the way up to what? 39, 40 accusers. And, yeah. and it was, the, we talked about it for weeks weeks we talked about it and i was like why is it the same mo and but you had women that said oh i gave him multiple massage but if he did something wrong the first time why the fuck would you go back then you got women coming forward then one woman came forward and was like no they offered me money to say that he did this i not taking the money no i'm not going to sit here and lie and, and 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 say this is that, no. and then to me, that's what the, when the whole case fell apart. That's what hurt the case. I think I think there may have been some women that legitimately, legitimately had concerns or had, had situations, but I think the the others that got added to the case or the situation um, truly just made it a shame, made it a mockery. 
I think the, the term was Travis Shan mockery um, from one of the commercials back in the day. But yeah, it became a tra- Travis Travis Shan mockery. I can agree with that. So, but I, I, I'm glad to see him back on the field. I've been to Deshaun Watson fans since he was at Clemson. I told the professor Lucky, I said, if you got to take a complete quarterback, Deshaun Watson's the guy you want to take in the draft. And that was the same draft with, uh, help me out, kid from Notre Dame. He was just on a podcast. Uh, Casa? Casa? No, because it's not, it's not Quinn. So it had to be. Yeah, it was, it was Deshaun Kaiser. That's who it was. Yeah. And every because I, I was like, Deshaun Kaiser is not NFL ready. Everybody's like, oh, you a hater, you a hater. I was like, he's not NFL ready. He needs another <laughs> year in Notre Dame. He's not <laughs> NFL ready. And what happened? He wasn't NFL ready. He wasn't going to be NFL ready. And I say that because I'm probably one of the few Notre Dame fans that aren't big on quarterback, the the, the quarterback development skills of Brian Kelly. I, I wasn't a big fan of. Um, I thought he wasted Kaiser Kaiser's junior year by trying to make it a competition between him and Malik Zaire, and it's, it was totally clear that Kaiser was the better quarterback. And if you could have redshirted Zaire and brought him back the next year um, and gave Kaiser that full season, I think you would have had a different Deshaun Kaiser walking into the NFL. Because I actually said Deshaun Kaiser should leave because Brian Kelly can't make him any better. See, I was an Everett Golson man. I like the Everett Golson under Bill Musgrave. I saw shades of RG3, 2012 RG3, because the way he ran the read option, the way he made decisions, it was just when he left and then he came back and he picked up right where he left off. I was like, why is nobody on this train with Everett Golson? The kid can ball. He need so, once he gets to the NFL, hold the clipboard for a season, learn, and just keep adding to your repertoire. He's going to be a good guy. Can't get it down. So, whatever season that was, I know he made my. I think he was number five on my college QB top five, but he quickly fell out of it. Um, I just saw some things that I just didn't think was going to translate to the next level, and I don't think he's even played any professional ball. Um, I don't think he's done XFL or anything like that since then or gone to Canada. So uh, once he left Notre Dame, I, I kind of felt like he was just going to just be just a guy from here on out. He played in the CFL, okay. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Okay. What was that? That was a uh, – hold on. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong, wrong person. No, I'm looking at the right person. I am. Yeah, quarterback Notre Dame because he left for 2013, came back for 2014. Because uh, mm-hmm. 2014, when he came back, that was the year I saw Notre Dame play in person at FedEx Field. They played Navy, and I got there early that night. And when Notre Dame ran out the tunnel, I had both of my sons with me. I'm a big softy when it comes to my team. First time, and that was a dream of mine to see them play and to actually see them live. I couldn't see them because I had tears in my eyes. Being a fan of this team since I was seven and watching Rocket Ishmael, that was my that's my all time favorite player, the Rocket. And I wanted to run kicks back like him, I wanted to do everything he did. That's why I'm a Notre Dame fan. 
and seeing him and it was like, yeah, I can't love nobody else. And the love that I have for this school is leaps and bounds above everything. And seeing Everett Golson come in there and he struggled at first and then the defense struggled defending that triple option. And all of a sudden we broke the game wide open and we just rolled with it. I couldn't be more happy. I couldn't be more happy. But Everett Golson was my guy. And I thought him and Deshaun Watson were two guys that would be in the same vein because if they had the tutelage, they would be NFL ready. Deshaun Watson was NFL ready. He won a national championship at Clemson. And I was like, he's going to do the damn thing in the league. He did until this came along. So, and then uh, what was the coach? Um, O'Brien. Him coaching the 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 uh, the Texans, biggest mistake they ever made because he destroyed that team. That was a championship team. Championship team. The, the problem that they made or the worst decision they made was they gave O'Brien uh, power over personnel. That's where the team fell apart. Is they should have never had no, he's not. He was a good coach. He did okay. He had him in the playoffs. Their problem was that when they gave him power over p- player personnel, and ugh, I mean, you, you make a couple bad trades with Tunsil and um, Deion Johnson tra- trade. Those two things were were kind of bad. Don't forget about uh, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. He traded him. Yeah, because. Oh, you got more than one baby mama. I don't. What the fuck that got to do with me playing ball? What is my personal life and what I I stick my pecker ain't got to do with you? Yeah, that 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 that, that whole time frame with them was was terrible, and they, and they they're even terrible now because they had the whole episode where you know with Deshaun Watson getting back to him, where they were actually involved and culpable. And some of those setups of these arrangements for these massages. So, mm-hmm. like the Texans have been on a tailspin uh, as an organization, as a franchise. And the only difference is they're not here. So, we don't hear about them, you know, like we should, probably should or would if we listen to more national media. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, John's coming out with the old school joints. With they the Giants on the side? On the side of the helmet. Yes, sir. Blue, uh, Big Blue Wrecking Crew. The, the blue joints with the red. Yeah, yeah. I like those jerseys. Yeah, because uh, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the the, the, the 80s and 90s. Lawrence Taylor, Phil Sims, Gary Reasons, you know? Papa yeah. Johnson, Carl Banks, Leonard Marshall. And, you know, um, one of my – speaking of Lawrence Taylor and the Giants, one of my favorite uh, plays when he sacked the quarterback, he said, son, y'all going to have yeah. to do something better than this. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Man. The the energy that Lawrence said, and I don't, everybody said, well, it was the cocaine. I don't give a shit what it was. The energy that he displayed playing, unrivaled, oh, man. man, unrivaled. Yeah, but part of that, I mean, that cocaine, it's a hell of a drug. Yeah, I mean, that joker. I never forget the story. He was like, he was driving down the turnpike, and he saw the lights on at the stadium. He decided to drive past the stadium because he wanted to see what was going on. They told him we had a game at night. He was like, oh, okay. Ended up playing. Mm. He would have missed the game. <laughs> Seen the lights on. <laughs> Man. Oh. Uh, did you watch the football life with um him and Lawrence, him and uh Joe Joe Theismann? I haven't yet. I know oh, that's, that's I know that's you. That's a oh, you thing. Like, yeah. You, you probably was cutting onions while that was going on. So I, 
I didn't know that Joe Theismann had a connection to so many people. Like uh, him and Drew Pearson played high school ball together. Mm-hmm. Didn't I, I was like, damn, for real? For real? Okay. Yeah. All right. He got connection with guys. And I love Joe Theismann anyway. You know, I've always loved him. I love him on TV. Everything about him. Just, I just, I, I love him. So, uh, we gotta get up out of here. Yeah, yeah. We didn't tangent. We didn't tangent for about twenty. <laughs> yeah, we didn't did everything. Let me close this dang on this tablet down. Put that down there in, in the slot. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to try and get back to our normal schedule. Uh. Tuesdays and Thursdays and be back on on Saturdays. I had an idea for last night, but my research did not go as well as planned. Uh, but I got a a different type of what if lined oh, up. Oh, oh man, this right here. We going and the boss BJ said, "Oh, you get ready to go down the rabbit hole." I said, "Yeah." I started the research last night, and I sent the boss BJ a message. And I don't even know if he listened to it yet. And I'm hyped up at like 11.30 last night. Like, dog, I found it. It's going to be good. So until next time, that's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. We already know what it is. Go commanders, you know. We're going to do our thing. You got it one more time? Of course we got it one more time. Left hand up. Uh, my, 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 my wife just gave me a look. My wife just gave me a look. She just gave me a look. She just gave me a look. I, oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Don't get us in trouble. Commanders. Left hand up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Look, I'm I'm going to send it to her. You know what? Yeah, Speaking of which, when they retire Sonny Jurgis's number, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get her tickets so we can go together. I'm going to get her a nice Dallas jersey so she can wear it. But look, I'm not gonna let nobody do nothing to my wife now. Ain't none. Of, ain't gonna be none of that. I ain't you. gonna be none of that. But uh, <laughs> he, 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 he is. He sent the, the ugly face. <laughs> but uh, we got to get up out of here. Um, right, enjoy the games today, please. Be safe. Um, get your picks in and set your fantasy lineup because I'm trying to win yeah. two championships this season. So let's what, go. What's, what's the one you winning? What, what's what's you got two? Yeah, I got it. And then what's the other one? Oh no, I got a, two fantasy teams. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I didn't got, know you uh, talking about that, or you were talking about picks, or I didn't know what you was talking no, about. No, no, I, I got I'm down on picks, man, because I missed that week, and then I missed. I, I miss, yeah, there she goes. She always makes a, a appearance. So, all right, man. Um, I'm sorry. Here we go. We out of here. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.